Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's row is going to be a 40 minute row at 18 strokes a minute and your pace is going to be 2k plus 20 to 22. So we're really going to be down there on the fat burning, fitness building, but slightly on the dull side of <laughs> workout. But what I'm going to do today is actually I'm just going to top load the first 10 minutes of it with a usual technique chat. And then, just because I'm a complete narcissist, the next half hour is going to be just me talking about how I got started in all this, okay? So because it's a long row, I kind of figure that eventually just me talking about technique will kind of run a little bit thin. And maybe you just want to just hear a nice little kind of bedtime story while you're rowing along at 18 strokes a minute. So let's see how this one goes. Leave me a comment and let me know whether you enjoy it or not or whether you just want me to shut up. <laughs> anyway, right, so we always start with a four minute warm up. So let's set up our machine first. Again, you're seeing the wrong side of me. So normally I'd point here and show you the drag factor, but don't get to do that today. So make sure and set up the drag factor factor on your machine first. If you don't know about drag factor, please check out the video on the YouTube channel. Next up, go to the monitor and set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, foot straps should cover the bottom lace on your shoe, or if you're in socks like me, or regardless, just let you bend comfortably forwards at the front so you can get your shins up into vertical, okay? It's a four minute warm up and I'll talk you through it. Remember, it's a warm up, so I want it to be a nice gentle start. In three, two, one. Okay, so like I say, the first parts of this warm-up, I want you to go nice and gentle, remember, I want you to actually warm up. You don't need to hit the ground running. So, let this ease off your body. Build up your heart rate a little bit. I'm going to go too high at 18 strokes a minute in warm-up, but I mean, I'm already up at 105. My resting heart rate was 40, so I've got to stop dropping these T's when I say 40, 30. I keep thinking I'm quite well-spoken. And then I start dropping those T's. Okay, and then we're almost a minute into the warm-up. So now if you want to push the pace a little bit harder and get closer to 2k plus 20 pace then you can do that just to give your body a proper shakedown get up to the intensity we're going to be doing for the full 40 minutes today then what we'll do is in 30 seconds time we'll do the single leg drills, the straight arms and the straight leg drills just to make sure you get a little bit of work on that technique element like I say I'll spend the first 10 minutes of the main row doing like a quick once over technique so we don't omit that two strokes, one more now let's put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. Try not to let your technique 
crumble. You may need to play around with where that foot is on the ground in order to give you the right compression. Too far forwards is a bit weird. Too far back, you tend to lean in too much with your back like that. So you'll find the perfect position. One more. Swap feet. Again, I'm always smug when I do that because being in socks means I can just slip in and out of the foot straps. You can do it with both feet out the straps for this part of the road, but the next stage may get a bit tricky. You might fly off the back of the machine. We don't want that. Last one here. Both feet in, legs straight, and just rock over your body with your back and pull in with your arms. Remember, you do need to pull in rowing. Don't get seduced by the whole push don't pull thing. Like even I was when I first started off this YouTube channel. You might push with your legs, but you still need to pull with your arms at the back of the stroke. Okay, arms straight, push out with the legs. So you push from the front, so you don't pull at the front, because you're just push with the legs. And then at the back of the stroke, that is when you then pull with your arms. And just make sure you get that timing right with the foot press and picking up the flywheel. The kids are out. <laughs> Not my kids, next doors. Anyway, there we go. Keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink. I'll quickly explain one more time what it is we're doing today and then we'll get into our main session. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so today's session is going to be 40 minutes at 18 strokes per minute and at 2k plus 20 to 22 pace. This is a fantastic good old engine building fitness row and it also works really well as week two session one of the 2k redux plan. Okay, so this is a great just bottom to your row to just work on your core fitness. Okay, so it's a long row um, and like I say I'm going to start off talking technique first and then I'm just going to go and just kind of tell you a wee bedtime story <laughs> if you're not allowed to fall asleep during the row. All right, so we might as well get into it. There's no point me talking to you too much here. Uh, it's a 40 minute row, so if you want to sit on the back end of the pace guide, so I'm saying plus 20 to 22. If you want to sit on the 22 from the start, that's fine. After all, we are going to be rowing for 40 minutes, non-stop, no breaks, okay? If you do need to stop to have a quick drink, then do that. I'd rather you didn't suffer through this. There's no point being completely dehydrated. That's bad, especially in a, a training row. But hopefully you can get through the full 40, all right? So here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Right, 40 minutes, and I will talk technique, but I've quite obviously omitted two very stark details about today's row. Number one, the sun is out again. It's like 16 degrees, and it's mid-March. Tell you one thing, there's no point me putting a lottery ticket on anytime soon. I've won the lottery having two outside rows in the same week in the middle of March. 
Anyway, so that's part one. Part two is my little badger. Can you see him? The row I did a couple of days ago I had to spend quite a lot of time in the edit suite reducing the wind noise on it. So I've got a little furry badger for my microphone. So I think for a start, this means that the hashtag for today's session is badger. But I think we should give him a name. So if anyone wants to name the little microphone badger cover, just leave me a comment in the well, the comments for this YouTube video and we will christen the badger with a name. Anyway, hopefully you're nicely warmed up. Almost two minutes into this main session and after the four minutes of the actual warm-up so we can start talking a little bit about technique. I'll try and go through nice and quick and then what I'll do is I'll start telling tales of how I got started but then I'll remind you from time to time about posture and things. So remember there's stages of the rowing stroke. There's the catch at the front and that's before the drive. So the catch is your position right before you drive. And the, the drive takes you almost to the end, but you have the finish, which is when you swing your back and pull in your arms. So that's the finish. So we go catch, drive, finish. Catch, drive, finish. Then you get the release. And that's when you release the handle and rock forwards with the hips. Release, rock. And then finally, there's the recovery. And that's when you slide gracefully like a swan to the front of the machine, into that catch position, ready to start again. However, there's a whole bunch of kind of technique cues and kind of body angles that it helps to get into in each of those phases. For example, when you get into the catch, you want to be leaning forwards by tilting through the hips into a forward lean, which as you're looking at me in this video would be 11 o'clock on the clock face. But usually when you're watching me on, from the other side, it's one o'clock. But basically you're leaning in kind of one notch on the clock face. And then you hold that lean as you drive with the legs. So you push 
into the machine with your legs and you keep your arms straight. So forward lean, straight arms. And push with the legs. Push. Once you get to about halfway through that leg drive, that's when you finally swing over your hips and go from that one o'clock lean to an 11 o'clock or 11 o'clock to one o'clock, depending on what way you're hanging your clock. <laughs> it's gonna be terribly confusing for people listening to this in the podcast, isn't it? But basically, one notch forwards, one notch back on the clock face. So you're always tilting forwards and rock into a backward lean, then tilt forwards, rock. And once you've started that backward rock over your hips, that is when you finally bend your elbows and pull your arms into your chest nice and powerfully. On the handle to finish, what about sternum height? Which is kind of right about where your brass strap would run, kind of underneath. Or in my case, I've got a heart rate monitor on and I finish with the handle just below where that sits. But basically what I'm saying is you don't dump the handle down into your belly button. You want to keep it nice and powerful. And ideally, you want it to be a straight line from the front and a straight line back again when you release the handle. So you pull in and then release at the same pace, at the same height. And that really does keep your posture up. Now you'll see a lot of on the water rower people will tap down with the handle and sink it, then raise at the top, raise which is all to do with putting the oar in and then out of the water. But we don't have any water on a rowing machine, so we don't need to do that. And actually, that lower can cause a real posture break if you're not used to it. It does help with one of the most important parts of the stroke, and that is to get your hands past your knees before they bend. Okay, so you go in, out, over the knees, then bend. All the nice fluid motion, you're not jerking all over the place, but that's the ideal. And some people, We'll do that tap down as a way to really reinforce 
the handle going past their knees. But eventually, once you've got the timing and your body position sorted, you don't need to do that anymore. And like I say, it can crumble the posture to the front. And as you lift the handle up, it has a danger of swinging your back too early. And remember what I said, that you want to hold that forward lean as you push the machine away with your feet. Push, okay? And then just a case of repeating it. There's other little tweaks, stuff like keeping your head up and looking straight forwards. So you don't want to look up to the sky because again, that causes your back to break too soon. And if you're just looking at your feet the whole time, that can cause posture leak as well. I'll go over a couple of other bits of technique over the next half hour. But as a global overview, I think that'll probably do for now, especially if you're new to watching my videos. I'd hate to do one where I didn't talk technique in case this is the first one that you watched. However, do be aware that other videos, I cover technique in a lot more detail. It's just, there was a couple of requests just for these longer rows to maybe back off the real immersive technique chat for a while. And maybe just try and talk a bit more about my experience rowing just to really keep you company it's just like sticking on a podcast or a piece of music or something I'll just keep you distracted while I row hello sorry one of my cats just came out <laughs> you're being a bit grumpy you might see her wandering across in the background as long as her tail doesn't get caught. That wasn't her screaming. That was the kids next door. Note to self, next time I row outside, do it while the kids are still in school. Anyway, so, you ready for this? Or are you just gonna turn off now? So I'm not gonna talk about my entire history, right? Just want to pick it up from a rowing point of view, how I got into it and maybe we'll get as far as the first race that I did. Actually, we've got half an hour. Let's see how far we can get. Then I can pick up in week three, session one. This could be a regular thing. So, I used to be a squash player. And just for kind of core fitness, basic training really, I used to row. I kind of, if I wasn't playing a match or doing a training session, 
on court. I just jump on the rowing machine and all I do is load up a 5k row and try and do it in under 20 minutes. Had absolutely no idea about technique. I can guarantee you that I always put the lever up to 10, but I'd usually, I don't know, finish around about, I remember it always being around about 154 that I rode at. So I'm pretty sure most of the time I was hitting 19 minute 5Ks, but couldn't tell you my stroke rate or anything else. Anyway, so I used to row for squash, but then after about 10 years of playing squash to a relatively high level in Scotland, in order to try and get a little bit higher, I'd stand on court for like an hour at a time, just hitting the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball. And eventually I really damaged my left shoulder to a point that the doctor said I had three choices. Surgery, which would probably leave me unable to play squash with my left arm anyway. Learn to play with my right arm or just stop playing squash, look after my shoulder for the rest of my years. And to be honest, I chose the latter. Didn't fancy surgery. Certainly didn't fancy learning how to play with my right arm. So that was it. Not been back on the squash court since. All my friends at the time were squash players. My best man was my squash coach, Martin. And yeah, I just left all that behind. Thanks to Facebook, I still see what they're up to and things, but haven't spoken to a squash friend for, I don't know, about a good 13 years, maybe. It would be about 2008 that I stopped, so. So that's quite sad, really. But what then happened is a couple of years of really good food and quite a lot of Guinness and Caffrey's, to be honest, to the point that I ballooned up to almost 17 stone. I found a photo the other day I'll try and remember to post it on the Facebook group so that you can go, wow, you really did. So after about, I think it was about 2010, I looked at my wife, devastatingly attractive Amazonian warrior princess woman, looked at myself, a rather chunky, overweight type and after Julie made a comment a polite comment about the weight I was putting on I thought right 
if I'm gonna not have a grumpy <laughs> wife. Oh, I shouldn't be. That's the thing. She loved me anyway, even though I was big. But basically I just decided, let's lose weight. So start cycling. And fair amount of it dropped off. I got down to about 13 stone just by cycling to work and cycling home again. But I'd always have to stop off at the gym for a shower before work. And on the days I got there about 15 minutes early, if I had a tailwind, there was the Concept 2 sitting in the corner waiting for someone to sit on it and row. So that's what I did. Sit down, whack the lever up to 10, of course, because I was an idiot, and I'd row. And it was during that period that for the first time I managed to get sub seven for 2K. And then I kind of went on to the Concept 2 forum and said, hey, I got sub seven. What does this mean? And bizarrely, got absolutely no help at all. Nobody said, why don't you join a team? Why don't you structure your training? Why don't you, whatever. I just got a couple of snarky responses and that was it. So still wasn't taking rowing seriously at all at that stage. So I was just a gym rat with no idea. I was just pummeling up and down, doing either a fast 2K or again going back to the 5K rows that I was doing when I was playing squash. All the time, getting fitter and stronger. I mean, I was, there was a blackboard in the gym for fastest rowing times. I was constantly at the top. But again, no idea what to do with this. So just carried on. Right, we're about to come into the 20 minute mark. So let's just think about our posture. Be up on our sit bones, making sure to tilt forwards as you come into the front of the machine. So I really want those hips tilted over and forwards rather than having your hips tucked under with your tailbone underneath you. You want to be up, primed and powerful at the front with straight arms, nice and loose as you come in, ready to just brace against the power of the flywheel as you push with your legs. Okay, so you're still not tensing up. You're not fighting the power of the flywheel. You're keeping your arms nice and straight and letting that power flow up from your legs, through your body and into the flywheel. Okay, and then what that means is you can then use the full range of your arm pull 
at the back of the stroke and you've not absorbed and lost power from your leg push at the front of the machine. So, there I was, plodding along, cycling, rowing at the gym, and then started to work on a thing called the Queen's Baton Relay for the Commonwealth Games. So I was editing a weekly news report for that and a monthly half-hour documentary about the cyclist and adventurer Mark Beaumont travelling around the Commonwealth countries with the Queen's Baton, which kind of the equivalent to the Olympic torch. So anyway, got to know Mark, had to do some training with him, teaching him how to edit before he went on that trip, just in case things went wrong. And while I was training him, got to talking about cycling and then he said that he'd just made a program called Rowing to the Atlantic, where he rode to the Atlantic. But after that, I think he was doing another rowing program and he capsized. So I think it really put the willies up him because he said he never wanted to row again. Understandable, really. But he had a rowing machine that he'd used for all his training. Just sitting in his garage doing nothing because he was never going to row again. And at this stage, I was just thinking the cycling was going well, but kind of I was missing rowing a little bit more other than just the 10 minutes in the gym before work. I wanted to do a bit more structured, a bit more regular stuff. So, just said, I'll buy off you. And that, dear viewer, is the machine you see before you now. So, this then became mine, and that was tail end of 2013 and got it set up at home and with it was a USB cable and I'm like what the heck do you need a USB cable for so I read the manual and it said this is how you connect to a computer if you want to race online. And I'm like, race online? What magic is this which you speak? That's not what I thought, it's went, oh, really? okay. And there was a flyer for RoPro in the pack. So downloaded the trial of RoPro, hooked on my machine and just loaded up a few races and just went to see what it was like. Didn't do too badly, but again, I wasn't really training properly. So then, kind of 
thought, well, if there's online racing, surely there's some kind of online community. And crikey, there is some kind of online community. <laughs> Lots of teams, a couple of forums, Facebook pages, uh, bulletin boards, whatever you want to call them, forums, all for different teams and things. So I thought, let's join a team. I typed in indoor rowing or Concept 2 team or whatever. First one to pop up was Free Spirits, which reading about what they did, kind of seemed to suit me. No pressure. We're not about making you row. We're just about helping you row if you want to. So joined them. Quite soon, some must have been like January 2014 or something. And pretty quickly, someone said, how heavy are you? And I'm like, well, that's a bit personal. <laughs> but they said, well, just with your times, I was doing like a six, 650 maybe, 2K. They were saying, with your times, the fact you're a bit about to hit 40, if you lose a little bit of weight and become a lightweight, you could actually be one of the best in the country and probably top 10 in the world. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was about 12 and a half stone, maybe 172 pounds at the time, 175 maybe. And just had to get down to 11 and a half or 165. So that's what I did to try to lose weight. And then I started to enter scores as a lightweight on the logbook and saw that indeed I was kind of finishing in the top five of pretty much all of the ranked distances from my age and weight. And then I thought, surely they don't do this just online or just on the water. One of those in indoor rowing championships. And indeed, there was Scottish Rowing Championships. 2014 was my first ever race. I had no idea really what to do. Didn't really know what to do about entering either. All I knew was I wanted to row a 2K and I thought I was going to send to the open, lightweight, see what that does. And I thought, well, why not do a 1K as well? So I entered the 40 to 49 1K and the open lightweight 2K. And then there's about, I don't know, about three months training, leading, 
between entering and racing. At which point I just put all my focus into trying to row fast and hard. I'd alternate short, sharp sprints like 250 meters on and then 250 meters paddle. I'd do that like 20 times or I'd load up a 30 minute row on Row Pro for basically every single time try and do it as a time trial. I had absolutely no idea about this kind of a row, the long, slow row to build fitness. I was just beasting it. But at 40, I know it must have been 39 for the Scottish if it was 2014. So still in my 30s, I had all that energy to be able to cycle in and out of work and do all these tough rows. Right, 10 minutes to go. Remember, keep that technique fluid, rocking back and forth over your hips. Nice, powerful posture. Remember, try and find some kind of a rhythm to your breathing too. I want you to let your breathing help reinforce the rhythm of your stroke. Whether that's one breath per stroke or two, it's entirely up to you. Whatever keeps you the most comfortable. After all, this is about keeping you comfortable to complete the row. You're not meant to burn out before the 40 minutes are up. So anyway, lots of training. Figured I was good for at least a 6.45 2K. Wasn't too sure what to do about the 1K though. So, turned up and it's, I mean, they're usually really well organized. Kind of go through a little section where you have to register or sign in at least. And as a lightweight, have to weigh myself to make sure not broken the weight limit, which in itself is tough. Because you turn up to these things at, at nine in the morning and can't really have breakfast or anything beforehand for fear that that cup of coffee or that slice of toast will put you over. And I mean, in well, the next edition, talking about my racing experience, I'll tell you about some of the lengths I've had to go to to make weight on the day. But for my first race, I was super cautious. I think I turned up and I was 161 and a half, which is about 
73 kilograms. So made weight easy. First race was at 11 o'clock. That was the 1K, which it turned out I was on my own for. So basically just thought, hold one, 145 was it? No, couldn't have been. 140, because I got, did it in 320.4. Remember, Roger coming up to me and saying, oh, unlucky. Didn't quite break the 320 there, but there's nobody to race. I wasn't gonna push it, especially because I knew I had a 2K race ahead of me. So anyway, one gold in the 1K, pretty much just by virtue of no one else turning up. <laughs> and then three hours later, so a good period of time later, there's the 2K, which in the open, I think there were four entries. I thought, oh, here we go. I'd already checked their names and looking at the online results, I thought, I'm in with a chance here. It's always useful to have an idea about your competition so you know what ones to look out for. And you can see on the monitor where they are. So, it's coming up to race time and I'm kind of actually quite nicely focused thinking all right got that nervous thing going on where I'm like this is gonna be tough but hey it's my first race let's see how it goes and then we start now there's usually in these live races it's not just your group the races so there was the open I think the 30 to 39 and 40 to 49 was running as well lightweights as were the university open that's fine gives for lots of people rowing lots of a crowd lots of noise so I row and it's just me and three other guys on the screen. So I know exactly what's going on. As long as I stay above Chris Kelly, who was my closest at the time, then I should win. 2000 meters later, 644.5, so under my 645. Julie, has been screaming at me through the race to keep going. So I think Chris was 6.46. Very close finish. But hey, I won. This is great. First race, I pick up a easy gold, but then have one heck of a race and pick up gold in the open as well. 
So I'm at this point lying on the ground, rolling around on the floor, unable to breathe because I just put everything in to my race. And then eventually <laughs> slide off the race floor and wait for the medal ceremony, which can sometimes be a good hour away because they've got a whole batch of other races to run. But there I am, standing in line. Medals are getting handed out. Bear in mind, I'm still not entirely sure what the format is. And then I'm left on my own once all the lightweights have been handed out. And I'm like, what? At no point did they say, and lightweight gold, John Stevenson, yay. So I asked someone, and he's like, oh no, you came 11th. Hey? Turns out, remember I mentioned the University Open that was running at the same time? Well, apparently I was up against them as well. Even though it wasn't showing on my race monitor and there was nothing to communicate. Honestly, I'm not bitter. Turns out, I mean, it's fair. The guys that got one, two, and three were all like 620 guys. So I was nowhere near them. Had I even seen them on the screen, wouldn't have mattered. I wouldn't have won. But just that element of I wish I'd known. If only to reduce the embarrassment of standing up waiting for a medal that was not mine. Now this theme actually comes up again in a few months or it'll be a year. I think it's a year after that when I was in the British indoor rowing championships for the first time. But you're going to have to wait to hear about that in the next edition. That's if I continue this. I mean, the plan is week three, session one, do the same again, make it 45 minutes, quick technique chat, and then I'll continue my autobiography. <laughs> Let me know if it was interesting. I mean, I'm only doing it because a couple of people had asked to know a little bit more about my background leading up to where I am now. So seems these long rows are the perfect time to do it. There we go. For me, at least, talking to you for the past 40, 40 minutes, certainly made the time pass. So I can only hope the same goes for you, that 40 minutes spent listening to my experiences. Hopefully I've made it entertaining enough for you. So I'm just trying to find my two minute cool down on Ergson. No, I wasn't talking to you, Siri. There you go. I don't normally use the phone holder when I'm in the studio because it ruins the aesthetic. Uh, yeah, whereas outside, doesn't matter, you've got all this. 
Okay, uh, two minute cool down. I mean, you shouldn't be absolutely floored after that 40 minutes, but it's still important to do a cool down. Okay, so here we go in three, two, one, let's go. It's the same, just 18 strokes a minute, but this time all I really want you to do is make sure to focus on connecting with the legs and the arms and the upper body, just to let your muscles engage and cool down. Don't really want them, your muscles to just stop and feel like the, the blood to just hang around in the muscles. You want to let your blood transport all the carbon dioxide away and whatever other acids are produced. Now, so I always get wrong. I know that lactic acid is something that's produced, but they've kind of debunked that as the cause of the burn. Lactate, isn't that what women produce when they're feeding babies? But there's definitely something lactate-y. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I hope today's session was okay. Hope you enjoyed part one of my tales from the world of indoor rowing. And I hope I wasn't too distracting hearing the kids across the fence. Maybe next time I'll do this inside. But on a day like this, there's no way I was gonna just hang in the studio. And remember, I need to find a name from a wee badger. I'm sure what to call them. Uh, but yeah, so a good standalone workout that also works as week two, session one is complete. Like I say, it also works, it's probably a bit late to say this, but it works perfectly as a standalone. You don't have to incorporate this in a plan. Remember, I do have variety. I've got the original 2K plan. There's this Redux one that I'm currently refilming now. 5k plan, 500 meter plan, all for free, all on YouTube. You can also find all of the latest sessions on ErgZone to pre-program your monitor with. Um, the videos aren't there quite yet, but they should appear at one point. Um, yeah, and that's it really. So I do hope you enjoyed this session. Make sure and leave a comment. To let, let me know if you found it interesting at all. And also to give a comment for what do you call this fella. Um, Hopefully, if nothing else, the wind noise would have subsided. And yeah, and so the, if you want to leave a hashtag just to, to kind of be, play part of the game, then uh, hashtag badger would be a good one for this time. That'll confuse people. It's better than spicy sausage and stuff anyway. So there we go. All done. Thank you so much. I will see you in uh, week two, session two, which will be uh, a mid-tier if you're doing this as part of the 2K plan. Um, or you could just pick anything. It's up to you. No one can tell you what to do. I just throw these sessions out there like a like a tub of confetti. Just, here you go. I'm so generous. If only it was money. <laughs> anyway, I've obviously gone loopy, so it's time to go. Have a nice day. Please stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.